Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. LMFM's Real Reviews, sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. Enjoy a ticket to every movie with My OmniPass. For more information, log on to omniplex.ie forward slash join and enjoy the greatest blockbusters all the time at Omniplex Deluxe Strahada, Dundalk and Balbriggan. It's Friday, we're talking movies. Niall O'Brien is on the line. How are you getting on, Niall? I'm doing very well, except I'm looking out here at the rain and oh, going, it's pretty miserable looking. Yeah. Perfect cinema going weather, though. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Just don't forget your umbrella. <laughs> okay, we have some movie tickets to give away. It's the regular competition. That's right, our segment, Who's That Talking Now? Identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker and win a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema for the film of your choice. Yes, and they have locations at Omniplex Deluxe Venue, Drogheda, Omniplex Dundalk or Omniplex Balbriggan. There are some fantastic films out right now. The best way to see them is on the big screen. All the details at omniplex.ie. I haven't had my sneaky listen. Something tells me it's superhero related knowing you though. It's always somebody connected to one of the things that we're talking about today. And indeed, one of them is the new Marvel movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's all I'll say. Okay, so who is the actor talking in this clip for your chance to win? 086-1800-658. It's really, I owe it to James uh, Gunn. You know, when we talked about it initially, we we tried out a bunch of different voices. and Oh, no. Hang on, hang on. We need to play yeah. that again. One okay. second now. Hang on. It's really, I owe it to James uh, Gunn. You know, when we talked about it initially, we, we tried out a bunch of different voices. and Different voices, different voices. The clue is the, the voices. Clue. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, there's the thoughts whirring. 086-1800-658. Okay, so, you know, there's not going to be a comic book uh, movie landing in cinemas without Niall's radar just, you know, beeping any time. <laughs> so, we, no surprise, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 here. Yes, that's right. This is, as you say, the third instalment in what is essentially the trilogy, the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. So we we meet the Guardians at the start of this film. They've set up base on a space station nowhere, but they're in a bit of a state of turmoil. We've got uh, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, played by Chris Pat. He's pining for Gamora, played by Zoe Saldana, who died in Avengers Infinity War. Oh, but yeah. Now, Forgot about came that. forward her 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 past counterpart from a couple of years ago before they met came forward in time so she still exists but she has no memory of their previous relationship oh. and apart from that you've got Rocket voiced by Bradley Cooper yeah not Bradley Walsh people he's the chase fella <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I think he could do a good Rocket record. Though, he, could, he could, he could, he yeah, yeah. could. <laughs> uh, Rocket is going through some stuff too. His past is catching up with him. A mysterious golden figure swoops into their base and attempts to kidnap him and leaves him seriously injured and on life support. So Quill and the other Guardians of the Galaxy have to set off on a heist to retrieve vital information to save the life of their friend as we learn throughout the film through flashbacks about Rocket's origins. So we have a clip here now of Star-Lord, Chris Pratt and Gamora Zoe Saldana. Here it is. I miss you. 
so much. And maybe, maybe if you, if you open yourself up to it, there's a possibility. I don't think so, Quinn. Quill. Quill. I don't think so. Well, what I'm trying to say is... Peter, you know this is an open line, right? What? We're listening to everything you're saying. And it is painful. And you're just telling me now? We were hoping it would stop on its own. But I switched it over to private. What color button did you push? Blue, for the blue suit. Oh, no. Blue is the open line for everyone. Orange is for blue. What? Black is for orange. Yellow is for green. Green is for red. And red is for yellow. No, yellow is for yellow. Green is for red. Red is for green. I don't think so. Try it then. Hello! You were right. <laughs> I'm loving the banter. Uh, this always uh, kind of ca- captivates us, this banter, isn't it? With, between the whole lot of them. Uh, there's great chemistry in the ensemble of this film, as there has been in all the other Guardians movies and when you see them turn up in, in the Avengers films. Uh, so it turns out that Rocket is a bioform. He's a mutated raccoon created by this sinister character called the High Evolutionary, played by Chuck Woody Uwuji. And he was using Rocket and other mutated animals as part of a plan to develop a perfect society. But now he's decided that he wants his creation back. So the whole group have to head off. They have to confront the high evolutionary. They have to save Rocket's life and probably save the galaxy as well. Um, Now, the first two installments of this franchise opened with some boppy bangers. Yeah, it's all about the soundtrack. Mm. The fantastic soundtrack. And this has a fantastic soundtrack as well. But this one opens with Rocket brooding to Radiohead's acoustic version of Creep. (laughs) So you get the idea that you're kind of not maybe in for the boppiest of time. This is, I think, the darkest installment in the trilogy. But as you heard there, it manages to balance this darkness with humor the humor that you'd expect from these characters derived as you say from the ensemble performances and this James Gunn just understands these characters so well and what it does is we get this great heart at the start of this film and each of the characters and there's a lot of them get something to do everybody gets a character arc the scene stealer I think probably is uh, Drax Dave Bautista who, you know, is just showing how good he is at comedy. Uh, and look, there's some amazing visuals mm. in this film as well. But it does have a sharper edge than a lot of Marvel movies, I think. Um, and it's very heartfelt too. Um, now, it is quite long, I would say. At two hours, 29 minutes, uh, maybe it could have lost a little bit of that. And the film's themes, which deal with animal cruelty and lab testing, They're very bleak. Mm. And even though I knew I was watching a CGI creatures being experimented on, I found them a little bit tough to watch. So I don't know about younger kids. Yeah, and you know, I saw a little bit of that, uh, like it's alluded to in in the trailer and you're just kind of going, oh my God, rocket. Like like we feel so much for this like kind of gross looking raccoon. (laughs) How dare you? He's a lovely looking (laughs) raccoon. Um, But uh, I mean, James Gunn, uh, as people would know, maybe he's uh, he's leaving Marvel. He's going off now to to basically run the studio at DC Comics. Okay. So this is his swan song for these characters, which he took. I mean, it's it's incredibly uh, important to remember when these characters appeared, I think, over 10 years ago. 
Um, like they were not even C, they were way down the alphabet. Oh, they totally. Were, like, so nobody knew who they were. Nobody they had yeah. heard about them. Yeah. And he, he made them kind of household names uh, because, I guess, of his love for them and how much he kind of, how much he imbues into, into those films, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a fitting uh, end of, of three movies yeah. uh, featuring these characters, I guess. So, yeah. I love, I love the way you're like you're tentatively not saying that's the end. Brian's like, or Niles like, just leave leave them there. Like you know, maybe do another trilogy another time. <laughs> well, I think it's fairly certain that James Gunn won't be back. Yeah, and I think a lot of the cast have kind of said, well, it, you know, if he's not back, I don't know. But I think maybe the, we'll see some of them back again in some kind of iteration. Yes, we will indeed. So Guardians of the Galaxy getting a thumbs up. Now this very different. Have you got your corset now? Uh, well tightened there because Bridgerton is. Is back with with a difference. Have you adjusted your powdered wig? Yeah, it's a little bit lopsided because I got the headphones on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I see, I see. Yes, as you say, it's time for the Bridgerton Extended Universe. So this is a six part episode, a six episode series streaming on Netflix, written by Shonda Rhimes, who's the brains behind Bridgerton, based on novels by Julia Quinn, but she's the producer and writer. Uh, and it's called Queen Charlotte: A Bridgerton Story, and. Before it even starts, a voiceover tells us this is the story of Queen Charlotte from Bridgerton. It's not a history lesson. It is fiction inspired by fact. All liberties have been taken by the author are intentional. So first of all, they're getting in there and going, all right, history buffs, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you have to you have to admire. So uh, there are two timelines in this. I've only seen the first episode so far, but there's two timelines, major and minor. The minor one is Let's call it Bridgerton Present, which is okay. when the Bridgerton series is set. And uh, we would have met Queen Charlotte in in the previous series, which I have to say I haven't seen. Oh, God. She's by... Under your radar. That's unusual for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, this, I have to say, I really enjoyed the first episode, not to spoil what I think of it, but it might make me go. And I think you don't have to, very vitally important, you don't have to have seen the first two seasons. Oh, that's good. Okay. To enjoy this. Yeah. So uh, we meet her, uh, the same character from Bridgerton, played by Golda Rocheval. And she's basically trying to whip her useless children into shape so that one of them can give uh, the family a royal heir. So she gives them a speech. She says, no more mistresses, no more commoners, no more Catholics and no more actresses. <laughs> so um, that's the minor timeline that, timeline that we keep kind of flashing forward to, I should say. The major timeline is Bridgerton past. And here we meet Queen Charlotte of, well, she's Princess Charlotte at this stage, of Mecklenburg Strelitz, uh, played by India uh, Amartyefio. I mean, you're doing uh, a fantastic job in there. Yeah. yeah. Round of applause for that pronunciation. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and she's 17 and she's been promised in marriage by her brother Adolphus to Charles, the, or, sorry, George III. King George III of England, played by Corey Milchrist. And if you do know your history, you know that uh, George goes a bit doolally in his later years. So that's a kind of plot point in this. Um, and the fiancés meet. They have a little meet cute in the first episode, just to bless her about to get wedding. But she's she's trying to escape the wedding, essentially. She wants to jump up. She wants to climb over the wall to avoid the wedding. So we have a, a clip here from the trailer, but you hear her trying to climb over that wall, which I think is quite funny. Okay, here it is. There is reason they wanted me. Why me? Charlotte, there are worse fates than marrying the King of England. It is time we were united as a society. 
You will make lots of babies. As many babies as possible for my son. My life as queen was difficult. I'm Grimsley. I'm always with you, Your Highness. Grimsley, tell me about the king. Is he ugly, perhaps deformed? He is the king. Yes. And? Hello, my lady. Are you in need of assistance of some kind? If you must know, I'm trying to climb over the garden wall. Whatever for? You refuse to help a lady in distress. I refuse when she's trying to go over a wall so that she does not have to marry me. Hello, Charlotte. Your Majesty. To you, I'm George. Okay, I'm on board for this. Yeah, yeah, and I really enjoyed the first episode. Um, you can tell there's a, there's a little bit of a, a spark between them there. She thinks he's going to be some kind of hideous looking troll, and let's he's, he looks like I don't know Tom Cruise and Bradley Cooper had a baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, but he is a little bit strange. Uh, so their we- they they have their marriage. Their wedding night does not go to plan. Not to not to spoil what happens, and you get this kind of um. What would you say just juxtaposition of the uh, the future Queen uh, Charlotte trying to get her kids to produce an heir, and then the pressure that she's under to produce an heir? Because as soon as she meets her soon-to-be mother-in-law, she, she's basically told, "You will have babies. You will have lots and lots right. and lots of babies." No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no, right? no, no. Okay. Um, so that's- what? Yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the the colorblind casting of Bridget, had, you know, got a lot of people kind of in a tizzy when it came out. This. This series quite cleverly comes up with a reason for it, which um, I won't explain. But you kind of find out why, although we're back in, uh, you know, 18th century uh, England, you see a lot of faces of colour and different ethnicities there, which I think is is very good. Uh, Kudos to Shonda Rhimes for for coming up with that. Um, This is a rare exception, I think, to the rule of prequels. Usually prequels are not great. But um, I think it's going to be really strong. I'm going to watch the rest of it and then maybe go in and watch the the first two series. One thing I would say, I've only seen the first episode. If you want a lot of steamy bodice ripping, there's not a lot in the first episode. But I believe it's on the way. I believe it's on the way. <laughs> oh, OK, so Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story on Netflix now. So moving on to our TV movies for the weekend tonight, TG Carr, 5 to 10. That's right, Chisholm from 1970. It's been on a few times that we've talked about it. John Wayne plays Chisholm. He takes a all-out war to a land baron who's muscled in on local businesses and he's helped by Billy the Kid. Uh, it's a good old-fashioned uh, John Wayne Western. Then Saturday on Channel 4 at 10 to midnight uh, from 1997, Con Air, put the money back oh, in yeah, the Oh yeah, come on, every time. Yeah. It's never going to get old. Nicholas Cage plays Cameron Poe, who's been uh, who's been released from prison. He hitches a ride home on a maximum security flight, but it's about to be taken over by criminal mastermind Cyrus the Virus. So he's forced to intervene. It's great, good, high octane action fun. And then more action fun on Sunday at nine o'clock on Channel Four. The Equalizer from twenty fourteen. Oh, brilliant! So the third the third installment is coming out. Which I I'm heard that. To, yeah. I didn't like I didn't have not that I didn't have huge expectations for this. This is the Denzel Washington kind of remake of the old uh, 80s TV show. He plays Robert McCall. He's got a mysterious past. He believes he's put it behind him, but he befriends a, a young girl who's been manhandled by violent Russian mobsters and he has to step in. It's a really good film and the sequel's really good as well. And from what I've seen in the trailer of the third one, 
I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, well now it's very violent as well. Just, you know, be prepared oh, for, for that violence. Yeah. Uh, put them out of their misery, although they are all getting it. Who is our mystery voice this week? It was Bradley Walt. No, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> we'll get a ticket, a winner for the tickets very, very shortly. Niall, thank you so much. We'll chat to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. LMFM's Real Reviews, sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. Enjoy a ticket to every movie with My OmniPass. For more information, log on to omniplex.ie forward slash join and enjoy the greatest blockbusters all the time at Omniplex Deluxe Strahada, Dundalk and Balbriggan.